Welcome to By My Own Lights podcast. My name is Rachel, and this podcast is my ultimate vulnerability project. Here is where we share insights and stories and have conversations about the things that have inspired us in a way that ended up inspiring others. We really believe in a life lived according to your own lights, and our focus is just to help you keep yours bright so it can be shined for the world to see. And just as a reminder, we're a very young podcast, so your support means so much to us. And if you'd like to be a part of our mission to inspire others to live inspirational lives, all you have to do is subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Patreon, where your support earns you some pretty cool perks, like exclusive episodes, AMAs, branded swag, and a lot more. I love staying connected with our community. You can email us questions, topic recommendations, or even just words of affirmation to bymyownlightspodcast at gmail.com. Well, happy new year. I hope you guys had a really safe but enjoyable New Year's Eve and are enjoying today if it's a day off for you. Today, I wanted to record an episode that I think is really important. Um, You know, I talk about being positive and finding inspiration so you could be inspiration. And really, what happens when you're in a season of darkness? It's hard to find yourself inspired, and it's hard to want to inspire others. So in today's episode, I just wanted to talk a little bit about my experience with finding light in the dark, and I hope you find it valuable or can at least get something from it. Also, as an update for this podcast, I'm really excited. I have lined up some amazing conversations with people that I respect and people that I care about. And so stay tuned because soon you're going to be hearing more than just my voice. And I can't wait for you to be inspired from them the way that they inspired me once. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Don't forget to follow us on wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to like us, comment, write a review, anything like that. Um, But this way you'll be notified when we have our new episodes up and you need that little bit of inspiration. Throughout my life, I have been inspired by others, whether it was the way someone was able to say a kind word to a stranger, or it was the way someone owned up to their mistakes, or even when I noticed the way someone loved another person. It always inspired me in a way to look inward and ask myself, what is it that I'm doing to make others feel valued or seen? And I really want this podcast to be that place for you. 
a place where you could come and be inspired to let the light inside of you shine. For as long as I can remember as a kid, it was just something that I did. I searched to be inspired. Now, if I were to sum up my childhood, it would be this hard, unfortunate, traumatizing, and at times disparate. Also, very magical. But that's all an episode for another day. The point of me bringing it up here is to not seek pity. As a matter of fact, I would repeat my childhood over again, even if I was given a magic wand to change it all. But I bring it up because when we are faced with the darkness, that's when we really get to see what our lights are made of. And when times were hardest, I always found myself being present in my reality and circumstances, but simultaneously looking outward, kind of like a moth in the night. I would go out in search of light. I didn't even realize this is what I was doing until I entered my 30s and was asked how I managed to evolve from the childhood I was given. I thought back and the only thing that made sense was, well, I always felt loved. I always felt wanted and I always felt valued. Now, I didn't necessarily feel that in the traditional places, but I felt it. I felt it from extended family, from friends and their family, and I felt it from an incredible school that cared for me. So really, I made the unconscious decision to not be a victim of circumstance, but be an observer of all things. And I was hopeful. Something that's a little crazy is I'm I'm terrible at compartmentalizing. I think in the abstract, I feel in the abstract, and I definitely wallow in the abstract. But somehow I was able to compartmentalize and, and differentiate between the authentic and the facades. In fact, I would often study the facades as if I was some social scientist collecting research and analyzing the data. The great thing about people is we're creatures of habit. So the sooner you notice a trait, a skill, or an emotional response, then the sooner you can take deliberate notice of all the patterns associated with it, and you can learn to navigate it. For instance, when I was about eight years old, I learned more about the family I was born into and the illness of addiction that plagued many of the people I loved. I was jumping on a bed one day and a flash of light caught my eye. It turned out to be the reflection of the overhead light beaming off of a 12 by 12 inch square mirror. On that mirror was a rolled dollar bill, a razor blade, and white powdered residue. Now, I never told anyone what I saw, but it confirmed what I had already believed to be true, that people I loved were addicts. Once my suspicions were confirmed, I started to pay closer attention to the patterns associated with them. I noticed the times where my loved ones were on a high, on a bender, or even coming down hard. These patterns were often associated with what I believed to be paydays, maybe when there were bills due, or the final stretch before the next chance to restock. But once I discovered the pattern, I learned to navigate it. Another thing that I learned to navigate in childhood was around our lifestyle. 
to be completely honest, I don't know if my immediate family was upper middle class, lower middle class, or even poverty level, but I could tell you what it felt like from the eyes of a child. My mom was amazing at making birthdays and holidays feel special and quite grand. It's actually where some of my favorite memories come from, and even some of the traditions I've tried to recreate with my own kids now. Birthdays would be all about us for the whole day, if not a whole weekend long event. Whatever we wanted to eat, whatever we wanted to do, gifts galore. It was amazing. Christmas was always grandiose as well. Santa spoiled us, and we would celebrate Christmas for the whole week, going from one household to another to see the whole family and eat in a completely gluttonous manner for several days. I'm so grateful to those moments and those celebrations. But other times, it felt as though we towed a very thin line to poverty. Now, it wasn't uncommon for us to not have power for a few days. No running water, no phone, very little food in the fridge. But after a while, you get used to the sound of a generator in the garage or the smell of a kerosene lamp in your bedroom. And as a kid, you don't ask questions about the inconsistency in lifestyle, or at least I didn't. I just studied our life and navigated it. Once I learned the patterns of these dark moments, I could start to brace myself for them and lessen their impact. I started to spend a lot more time at friends' houses when the money seemed tight and bills were past due. My family was stressed. Go to my friend's house. There's nothing to do go to my friend's house. There's no food in the house. Stay and eat dinner at a friend's house. Done. The gift of light for me was being present in those moments. I could have sat in the dark of our house, literally and figuratively, and said, why is my life this way? And woe is me. Or I can make the choice to be a moth in the night. And I did. While I would be at a friend's house, I would just be so grateful that I had a place to go that was safe. I paid attention to the way my best friend's mom would mother me, and I soaked it all in. I didn't have to add one more burden on my family's already stressful plate because I let others love me and accept me. My evolution from tough childhood to thriving adulthood occurred because I held on to the pieces of light that others gave to me in dark moments. So here I am now, 34 years old, living a life according to my own lights that have been graciously given to me by others that chose to love me when they didn't have to. Now, my advice is not to go run away from the dark. I didn't run away from home or my family or the darkness. I just played within the boundaries I was given and turned my eyes away from the things that didn't serve me and saw the things that were being given to me. I think it's also important to mention here that I'm lucky. My natural disposition is to be hopeful. Therefore, I always look out at the things that justify my hope. I know we aren't all built like that. And even if you are built that way, it isn't easy to stay that way. Eventually, a fire will turn into embers and ash if left unattended. 2020 has left many fires unattended. 
And many of us have found ourselves in an eclipse. All the mental health experts are saying to look at the good in this year, find the positive. You've had more time together. You get to develop new hobbies, blah, blah, blah. And that's exactly what we hear when we're in the dark is the blah, blah, blah. The reason so many of us are not appreciating the adversity that's serving us this last year is because we've had one eye fixed on the dark that took our light away and we still succumb to the pressure that tamped out our fire. If this is you, just as it is me right now in this moment, I invite you to be a moth in the night. Look at the rays of light that flicker in your day, your week, or your season, and go to it. It doesn't matter how bright the light is, because if you can see it, then it's brighter than the light you are shining right now. Even a raging fire begins as just a small spark. And when you allow yourself to chase the light, the darkness can't keep up, I promise you. I really don't want this to sound preachy. I will save that for another episode, but I'm going to end with this. If you're here listening to this right now, it's because you've been called to be a leader and there's someone out there who is in need of you to be an example, not of perfection, but of finding yourself inspired. So someday you can inspire someone else. You may not know this person yet, and maybe you never will. But your life is going to impact someone and they need you to navigate the hard stuff and show them the light at the end of the tunnel so they can do the same for someone else. I'm not asking you to go heal yourself. I'm simply asking you to find yourself, all of you. But it's hard to do anything in the dark. So go, turn on the damn lights so others could see it too. 